I'm just going to do some vocal exercises, some warm-ups here. Anybody want to join me? That's fine. Do some warm-ups. I'll top off. Mm, mm, uh, Starting to regret coming over. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. <laughs> and we're here. <laughs> Are you actually masturbating in that clip? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, <laughs> to Trailer Park Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan. This is uh, my cousin, Daniel. Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, we have Amanda with us tonight. Hello. <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh, an honored guest, some new blood. Cordell, say hi. Hi. <laughs> and uh, a fuck face, or intern. Mm-hmm. A little bit louder. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome, everyone, to uh, Trailer Park Podcast, episode 80. Are, are you not going to address why you were laughing maniacally that entire time? <laughs> Uh, no, I was just trying to inject some some positive, some uplifting energy into the uh, into the intro tonight. <laughs> that was a little bit graphic that every person listening now feels like they've been birthed from an actual womb with that introduction song. It gets sexual. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. I hope so. Oh my god! Um, I'm going to start off tonight. Uh, Sad Sack has a f- has issued a few statements. Okay. Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number eighty means harmony. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys um, communicate that part of it. Um, they claim, first of all, to have received complaints that there is too much obsessing over numerology and the number of the episode, um, and they would like us to dial it back and no longer obsess and harp about numbers they we're do gonna, we're just gonna take that shit they they do want us to continue uh with the sexual positions though okay so it's only it's gonna be like hey everybody welcome to 80 okay yeah. daniel what does 80 mean in terms of fucking right daniel please go ahead with the sexual position for trailer prep podcast 80 what is an 80 well, i think an 80 is extremely obvious to everyone so i'm gonna need everyone to just gather around come in real close Put your fingers over your earbuds and press them in real tight because 80 is obviously infinite anal. Fuck yeah. I think it's right there. (laughs) We're friends now. (sighs) Infinite anal, of course, being that you must be having anal sex from one complete bowel rotation to the next. So as soon as you finish pooping, insert penis, doesn't stop until the next time you poop, infinite anal, pull in an 80. Go ahead, Nathan, back to you. (laughs) <laughs> okay it's like uh, a neti pot for your anus <laughs> does anyone know what a neti pot is i actually know what a neti pot is i do yes cornell please what is a neti pot well it's a little pot you put some solution in it and you pour it up your nose to get the cocaine out yeah well 
I that's what I used to use it for. <laughs> 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 okay. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> second, second thing from Sad Sack Studios tonight. There's concerns that a trend uh, they have noticed uh, that they would like to be brought to everyone's attention. And that is the usage of the word goop being used to... Well, it's being used more and more to describe body horror. Okay, so they're, they want me to use the word goop more often. No, gooptastic and yeah, other goop. playful renditions like goopy are being used to mask the awful reality of what body horror really is. Right, just pure gooperia. <laughs> so this, of course, would be considered spinning and should be avoided. You should be talking about body horror as body horror and not as goop or goopy or gooptastic. So you don't want me to euphemize it. You want me to like viscerally explain. Yeah, details. Right. Like you describing the number 80. Correct. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, and that being said, it's time for some true facts. Let's try that again. That's not the song. <laughs> I love true facts. I love facts. <laughs> I, lo- I love true facts. You guys love facts. Oh fuck! I only want true facts. I love fuckers. I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. In turn, give me some facts. Fact blast me. Fuck me. We're gonna fact you all over your face. Blast me with facts. All right. Kids show. Um. So I don't know if anybody's aware here, but Tokyo is backing the development of a flying car using drone technology. And they plan to use this car to light the Olympic torch at the 2020 opening ceremonies for the Olympic Games. Oh, it just like veers off and crashes into a group of kids. And kills a bunch of people. I mean, classic Olympic nonsense. Mm-hmm. Is a humanoid it's robot kill a bunch going of to be operating this car? No, it's just like a drone that picks up a small child and slits its throat over the top of the... Of the torch is like a sacrifice. That is dark. <laughs> it's very dark. It's very goopy. But it's real like friendly, like Futurama. Friendly murder. Kind of style. Oh, interesting. They'll be, they'll be doing that to the song Friends Forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forever. And then just like real grainy, shoddy montage clips of like a drone picking up a child against its will. <laughs> Remember that game show that we saw at the Alamo where they had to like eat, eat things out of a room? They had, to like, <laughs> they had to, like, identify if things were, like, candy or not candy. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Japanese <laughs> game show. <laughs> huh. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. It, was like a, it was, like, a hidden object game show. Yeah. Like, he, like, he had to walk into a room, and then they were, like, something in this room is candy. So it's just, like, just random contestants walking into a room and, like, biting the edges of tables really soft. <laughs> like, Picking up shoes and trying yeah, to eat them. Yeah. It was... <laughs> Genius. All right. That should Back be a, it should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> um, and the other true fact we have tonight is that Top Gun 2 has an official title and is officially in production. <sighs> Top Gun colon Maverick. Of course. Top Gun colon Hot Shots Partray. I've only seen that movie like twice. What, Hot Shots? No, Top Gun. Oh. Is Hot Shots coming back? No. Are we going to get a third Hot Shots? They'll do something else and call it something else and spoof everything. Those are the movies that you hate. Are you saying that you like Hot Shots? 
Yeah, I like Hotchkiss. There was an era when spoofs were still fun, and then the Wayans brothers destroyed the entire genre. I'm getting a nod from Cordell. He agrees. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's, it's safe. It's fair. There should be some competition out there. I think just people are uh, maybe lost touch with the whole spoof. How's uh, Hot Shots colon the Wayans edition? (laughs) Thank you, intern. It would be called Top Gun Movie, and it would just be all Top Gun references and then like three fights with stuffed animals. It's like he wants to take the joy and just like play with it like Play-Doh and like make it look like something stupid and then put it in front of everyone and then smile. I like to suck the joy out of every situation like shit out of an asshole. <laughs> wow. Just, just, oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, All right. I think I see something uh, I think I see something coming down the uh, the fist pipe. The fist pipe. The grab tube. The pneumatic tube. I see something coming. Oh my god, it's coming! Here it is, it's coming! All right. There is a new genre coming to film, everyone. I doubt that. A new genre? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Sporer. It sounds fucking retarded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, before you tell us what you really think, um, Sporer is going to be a new trend. Um, they're going to be making multiple movies that are combining sports and horror, and they're calling it Sporer. Totally retarded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to jump on that retarded train. Uh, Lucky Daniel, you should be behind this. Lucky Number is going to be the first movie. Uh, It's set in and starring celebrities from the worlds of sports. A story centers around a pro basketball superstar who must pay up on a deal he made with the devil, transforming him into the most athletic and frightening killer in cinematic history. That's fine, but I like I, I don't doubt that you could make a fun horror movie by combining your average sports comedy with horror. I don't, this sporer is unnecessary. Maybe if uh, Point Break was made as a horror movie, it would have been better. Hey, like I w- the second one. I would watch like the zombie shack just walking around and picking up small people and eating them. That would be great. So by all means, make your sporer film. <laughs> hashtag it. I'll fucking cut your throat. <laughs> Rip off your arms and beat you with them. All right, it's time for the Q&A, Daniel. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. (laughs) Cordell's face is very amused at all of these segments and all these uh, prepared audio segments. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the blacklist on TPP is back. Oh shit! Yes, this is one of those things where we have to memorize a bunch of shit. Yeah, no, nope. like write things down. Tonight is the hot potato edition. Oh, that's even worse. For those of you who don't know, the blacklist is the infamous list of the most liked, yeah. <laughs> unproduced screenplays from the previous year. And this time, the screenplays are going to get tossed around like a hot potato. You can pass it or bank it. But if you bank it, then that is the movie that you are championing, and you can't go back. The game will end when everyone has chosen a movie to champion. So it's very simple. I throw a movie at you, and you either pass or you bank. It's very simple. I've, I've made it very simple this time. So it's like the weakest link. Can we pass. call this pass bank? Pass bank. <laughs> Sperm bank. Can be. All right. 
I want to go first. You want to go first? Yes. All right. I'm going to throw you one. There's five of us? Space oddity, Amanda. Mm-hmm. A young man obsessed with taking a one-way trip to Mars begins to question his mother... Or, Begins to question his motives when he starts to fall in love with the insurance agent underwriting his his trip. Oh, um, I'll bank that. (laughs) Now I'm done playing. Thank you. (laughs) See, I made it very easy for you. (laughs) Um, hey, let's let's uh let's throw one at uh, at Daniel. Um, Maximum King Daniel, an outlandish, surreal imagining of how in 1985 Stephen King wrote and directed his horror classic Maximum Overdrive. Wait, a movie about Stephen King making Maximum Overdrive? Correct. Uh, that's very strange. I also love that movie, so I'll, oh. I'll bank it. <laughs> wow. Is this working out good? Uh, intern, based mm-hmm. on true events in Anchorage, Alaska in 1966, a teen girl attempts to sneak into the hotel where the Beatles are staying to lose her virginity to George Harrison. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pass. Oh. Okay. Cordell, you want to bank it or you pass? Well, I'm fucking banking that one. You're banking that one? Okay. <laughs> um, all right, intern. How about uh, I think we're alone now? The apocalypse proves a blessing in disguise for one lucky recluse until a second survivor arrives with the threat of companionship. Yeah, I'll bank that. Movie. Yeah. I'm all up in that. And it would just, if intern was in it, it would just be called The Man That Sighs. And I'm going to bank this one. A deconstruction of reality. Tasked with finding a game-changing take for the sixth Jason Bourne movie, Tom Milton goes deep down the rabbit hole of cracking the story with the guidance and abuse of a, of a professor from his past and Bourne himself. Tom begins workshopping scenes that begin to bleed into real life in unexpected ways. Wait, that's a movie about... Making a sixth born movie, yeah. But not the sixth born movie. Correct. <laughs> I'm disgusted. By the screenplays? Yes. That and I chose the movie about making Maximum Overdrive. And I still find that disgusting. All right, so some hot, toppin- hot button topics presented by our lineup tonight. Number one, you just finished making a movie with Tom Cruise, and he thoroughly enjoyed working with you. And at the rap party, he invites you on a weekend retreat to hang out with him and David Miscavige. Mm-mm. Do you accept the invitation? <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, you have to like know a little bit about Scientology. You have to maneuver within the Scientology world. So if they're going to accept you as a celebrity like figurehead, then yes, you absolutely want to accept that invitation. Yeah, but I don't think that would happen. They don't want you to be like one of the... Sea Org people or one of the lowly like back at home people that just do chores for 16 hours a day. Yeah, I hear you. But like Katie Holmes was pretty famous and they still treated her like a a garbage can. Yeah, it's because Tom Cruise like got tired of her because she got real mouthy because she like continued to be a person. Well, she's just getting real uppity, just throwing a real wrench in the gears. I don't. This is a cult, Amanda. And in cults, there is an elite circle. And if you're going to be in that elite circle, hell yeah, you want to be in that cult. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one day it will be that. Wow, SPs, like, they'll just read about those in the history books, you know? (laughs) Have you met an SP? (laughs) You're being a real SP right now, Amanda. I'm fine. I'm so um, glad that Tom Cruise is crazy. Why wouldn't you accept... 
Right. So what now? We get to hear like you made. Uh, I you, you were saying that you made mock trailers for each one of these blacklist movies. <laughs> no. Wait. Nice. So like, isn't there like a game where like in a year from now one of us wins if our movie gets made into a movie or something? I don't know if I put that much thought into it. Of course, oh, so of like, course not. This is like less of a game and just all of us just flipping a coin after you say words. It was actually uh, also a devious <laughs> way of me like lining up movies that I pretty much thought you would choose. And I was pretty much right about everybody, except for the intern when he passed. I only passed because I wanted to do something different. Yeah, he was just being defiant, which yeah. you should have anticipated. <laughs> yeah. Instead of girl desperately trying to fuck a musician, it was about, uh, what was it? Someone locking themselves oh, in a room. Oh, he's alone yeah, after exactly. the apocalypse. Yeah, that yeah. one actually sounds pretty good. Being alone in the apocalypse and then being disappointed when you come across someone. <laughs> yeah, it's like Last Man Standing, the movie. Oh, is that what it is? I haven't seen that show. Number two. Oh, we're still playing. Let's say you're a cult leader. Done. Bath, robe, sunglasses, and pipe, or top hat, cane, and telescopic cigarette holder. Mm. Fucking bathrobe, man. <laughs> we got a bath. We got one bathrobe. Top hat. Top hat cane. Okay, one top hat cane. No, shirtless. No, you can't introduce anyone. Torn up velour pants. <laughs> Suspenders, one undone. Huge cigar, like cartoonishly large cigar. <sighs> monocle. Oh, yeah. No, I forgot. About the, yeah, I forgot about the monocle. Good, good Slick, call. Good call. Slicked back hair, unruly beard. Ooh. Yeah, you should I be thought you were gonna go with a Charlie Chaplin mustache. <laughs> Fidget spinner. Should be young. No, the fidgets. No, 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 no fidget spinners. Do it one in each hand. It's a sign of, it's a sign of weakness. I'm just waving them back and forth. I also have one of those weird, like irregularly weighted balls that they used to come on infomercials in like the late nineties. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The click, clack, click, clack. No, like little, like weird, like wizard orb balls. They used to like roll them over their fingers and like up and down. No, yeah. Kind of, kind of, but they don't go on your pussy though. They're just for nerds to roll around. Yeah, but they're the same thing. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. And now I have to find it. And now I have to email everyone about it. <laughs> Send me an email. <laughs> about what? What is this that you're talking about? A Kegel exercise balls that people used in their hands I'll, before they did Kegel I'll find exercises. It during the break. Okay. All right. Um, number three. And the final one. You are wounded. You're wounded in battle and rescued by a group of smoking hot women. Or in Amanda's case, a group of smoking hot Asian men. Right here. It becomes obvious that you are becoming an object of desire. Do you try to nail them all or use restraint and promise yourself to one of them in the hopes of creating a long-lasting and fulfilling relationship? Oh, no, not that. But you do have to kind of, you know, make sure that you're at the top of the social circle. So you have to find the most important one. Oh, top down. You got yeah. to work your way down. Why do I have to fuck them all? I just, I just need to make sure that... Oh, I see. You're talking about satisfying the most important one so that you gain favor and control over the group. Correct. And then... Don the bathrobe, sunglasses, and pipe. Yeah. As you transform your group into a cult. Yeah. Who wants a battle cry to get us jacked up for the lineup tonight? Yeah, let's do it. Daniel, you and that fucking Tom Cruise impersonator. <laughs> Our headliner tonight is the Mummy. Mm-hmm. 
All right, the mummy. Here we go. You have no idea what you have unleashed. What the hell? How did you get out of that plane? There's not a single scratch on your body. You are alive because you were cursed. Cursed? By what? The ultimate evil. Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. You saw that, right? did something to me. The very essence of evil calls to you now. Get in it! Kick her ass! I'm scared. It takes a monster to defeat a monster. Nathan, worried or excited? Are you ready to enter the dark universe? Right, I'm glad you're bringing this up because that's this is not a remake of Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. This is a starting of the reboot of the entire Universal Monsters franchise. Correct. Their plan is to connect all of them with Dr. Jekyll, and the Universal symbol at the beginning of the movie will go black, it'll go dark. At the beginning of all of these movies, and so far it's going to be The Mummy, followed by... Um, the Rock as the Wolf. Uh, that's rumored. That isn't in stone or anything yet. I think Bride of Frankenstein with Javier Bardem is, is, is a done deal. Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, if he gets a standalone movie, will be Russell Crowe, but Russell Crowe's going to tie all these movies together, but not in the way that the Avengers are tied together. Like, they're not going to move towards some event. It's just going to be Dr. Jekyll's like the guy that works. Yeah, he's like the the through thread. Yeah, there's like a company that he works for or he owns or he's associated with that has all the information, all the backstory and information about all the monsters and stuff. So that's how they're going to try to tie it in that way. In regards to this specific movie, Tom Cruise, I know he's, I know he's crazy. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty crazy, right? (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty crazy. But he's a good, like, hardcore action movie star guy. And I've come to just separate the two worlds and appreciate him for the action star that he is. And I end up enjoying most of his movies. So... I don't know, and that's Sophia Botella playing the mummy. She's the chick that had the knife blades on her legs uh, in The Kingsman. Same same actress. I don't know. I, I feel like I want to give this one a chance just because it looks like it could be a little bit... Uh, a nice, different way to go from all this comic book superhero stuff. Like, 
be nice. I know, I know it's still big blockbuster movies and about monsters and such, but I don't know. They might be able to put a different spin on it and it might actually be satisfying. So I'm going to, I'm going to lay down a tentative excited for this one. Amanda. Um, I liked this trailer more than other trailers that I've seen because it seems a little bit sillier, which is for me, the best Tom Cruise is when he is funny. Um, because yeah, he's like a great action star, but when he gets to be just like a little like socially awkward and weird, which combines his real life life in a sense, like that really hits home for me. Like that horrible movie night and day with Cameron Diaz. I love that movie. I love that movie too. He's hilarious in it. And um, so, yeah, I'm feeling the same way. I'm like, I, I can't say that it really looks good, but I think I will go and watch it with super low expectations and be pleasantly surprised. So that's an excited. Just simple math. Right. <laughs> Intern? Um, did it's you zero. see that? I'm worried. Tom Cruise was running. He's zero. Oh, yeah. I, no, the running got him. Yeah. I have a, an erection. Oh, <laughs> I just want to watch him run for an hour and 50 minutes, either towards or away from the mummy. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is going to be a negative two excited. Oh, good call. What kind of, what kind of erection? Uh, Spastic? Throbbing. Would it be... Uh, oh, I, I would have uh, a, a marginal erection. <laughs> <laughs> Goopy. A, go- a goopy erection. Goopy erection. Just what do you? Sp- it's continually spilling. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Cornell, what do you say? Worried or excited? I'm excited. That's it. Anything to add? Um, I'm excited because it looks fucking crazy. Okay. <laughs> excited because it looks fucking crazy. And he's right, though. It does look fucking crazy. And this trailer specifically is fucking crazy because it's like coming at you constantly with this like pulsing beat and then it finishes with the Tom Cruise run. So it makes sense that the intern would have spooged in his pants by the end. I got a question. How many of you think that him falling out of that vehicle, the ambulance, how many of you think that it, that happened for real? It didn't happen for real. And no it's way. also a remake of the scene from Next. Starting. Are you sure it didn't happen for real? Because Tom Cruise hung out of a plane for real in his last movie. Yeah, he, he also learned how to hold his breath for six minutes. Yeah, well, swim acting. Yeah, when he kills that woman, he actually kills her. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. For, for the love of the craft, I have to do this. Daniel, where do you fall? Um, now, I will say that I've, like, eased up on it. Because I did, I have a, I have a spot in my heart for the Brendan Fraser mummy. Brendan Fraser's always been sort of like an acceptable and tolerable Harrison Ford light to me. And so I thought this was a remake of that. And I was like over the top offended and did not want any part of it. That said, now that I know that it's part of the Universal like Monsters franchise reboot setup, now I'm like a different kind of offended because these get redone (laughs) about every 20 years or so. And I've never quite liked what they've done. And it looks like I'm not going to quite like what they've done again. This uh, this looks fucking brutally awful. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's but that's the flip side of it. The the other side of this is are the old monsters of universal lore because they still hold the rights to all these old school monsters. Are they even relevant anymore? Like can they, they even make be, them cool? But they don't 
even try. What was the last one? Like Dracula Untold Legacy. Just also another one full of montages of like CGI bat swarms flying around and a lot of like really triumphant crescendos of music, but yet weirdly juxtaposed with like them cracking jokes. So you're like, am I heroically excited or is this going to be like a funny hot? I don't know. Uh, I think I they, I, I'm way off board. This is a very dark, dark, horrible beginning for their reboot, and it uh, does not look promising. See, I think the problem is that they need to rebuild the brand, and maybe they don't think that they need to do that, that they need to rebuild the brand of Dracula in the, in the public's eye. You know what I mean? And they, they just let Dracula be itself, because who did they get to be Dracula in that movie? Luke Evans? Who, who wasn't very famous at the time and still isn't. So I think they need to put some more effort behind it. And that's kind of scary that Dracula Untold didn't have a lot of effort behind it. But this has Tom Cruise in it. And Tom Cruise, he does everything 100%. He's, he's all in or not in at all. Oh, yeah. It won't fail because he wasn't giving it enough energy. Exactly. Do you but know that during the production, he would get up and do workouts before the day. And he would invite anyone to come with him that, he want, that they wanted to. But Usually. there was this... There was a sign outside of the workout room that said only the driven or something may enter or only the people with purpose may enter or something. That's wrong. Yeah. No SPs. And then it's just like L. Ron Hubbard pissing <laughs> on a Christian cross. He does look extra big in this movie, like extra bulky for him. Talkers. Oh, like he's doing like growth hormone? No, I just he just looks super as big as he can be in like a small frame. <laughs> I've been watching Tom Cruise my whole life. This is... A pretty bulky. Tom they bring Cruise. him like little like martinis, but it's just full of stem cells. Jesus Christ! Buzzer this. Like here you go, master. <clears throat> Trailer number two tonight, Daniel, uh, is called "The Bad Batch." Oh. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> The hell is that? Uh, the bad batch. <sighs> the God. bad batch. Here we go. I want to 
Batch. Amanda, word or excited? Hmm. Um, so yeah, I've seen this trailer before and there are things about it that I like. Keanu Reeves obviously being number one. Yeah, is he like in some like older man makeup? Yeah, he's that doing... That looks like it's kind of fun a little he's bit. He's doing something and it's, you know... But I think it's trying too hard. Something about it seems like it's trying too hard to be artistic, to be... I, I don't know. And so... And then the music, also the same problem. It's like, is this, is this, what's the guy, the neon demon guy, the drive guy? Does this have Winfrey problems? Yeah, it's, it's got something of that nature on it. And I just. You mean so Nicholas, Nicholas me winding Reffin? There yeah, you go. Yeah. Reffin. And it's, so it's, it's irritating me, even though I want to like it. But then nothing about the trailer tells me what it's about. Um, I can help. But that's not, I, fine, tell me. It's a dystopian future. What? Where, really? yeah, where, where it's like a cannibal cult. And I think that she has to like surrender some of her body parts to become a part of it. You got to feed the clan. Exactly. And Keanu Reeves appears to be the uh, bathrobe, pipe, sunglasses cult leader. Yeah. How do you feel about that armless chick? <laughs> Honey? Huh? How do you feel about that? She could be a she could be a stray candidate. She could be. She is pretty. Mm-hmm. She's very pretty, and I like Jason Momoa. So I don't know. I mean, the the synopsis does give me a little bit more hope that it's interesting, but something about the way the trailer's done and the music and the reffinness. Yeah, I get I get the reffin reference definitely. Uh, so I got, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna fall on the worried side, but hopeful. Hmm. Worried but hopeful. Um. I'm gonna come in after that, and because I'm just in, I'm, I'm in complete agreement. Even use the same reference I was gonna use, which is that's the exact way this movie feels. Is it feels like Dion Demon, like it's probably gonna have a lot, maybe even like more than a handful of like really beautiful shots or like small mini montages, or maybe even like memorable moments of someone getting their arm cut off or like a cool ass little fight. But you're gonna have to put up with like a whole lot of pretentious bullshit to get those gems out. Can you handle it? I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to play it safe and go worried on this. But who knows? I might watch it one day. Um, Cordell. I'm excited because it looks fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a shard out of this guy because of fucking crazy movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, he recently told me that um, that he's watched four movies in the last six years. Maybe. Maybe that many. Okay. So he gets really excited what when do you he, do with your life? When he sees movies. I work. Well, I mean, I do that too. Yeah. And he plays video games. Don't, oh, okay. don't make it sound like you're a always active outside of your apartment. Oh, if I'm not high on my couch. I'm no, a, video, I'm yeah, exactly. Video games, yeah. T- they take the place. I only watch movies for the burden list. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh my God. And if I drag you to the movie theater. Mm, right. It's like right. my other burden list. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to jump in. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a devil's advocate here because 
for all the reasons that you say you're worried and for all the times that we say we're worried because things are monotonous and repetitive and do the same thing, this is unique. It's different. And plus, the old guy pushing the cart with the beard is Jim Carrey. I'm excited. I feel like <clears throat> this is like a more serious, rever- like redone version of Tank Girl. Right? I've never seen Tank Girl. Write that down. Do <laughs> you ever want to see Ice-T as a kangaroo mutant <laughs> in the desert? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, who's left here? Intern? Yeah, where do you fall? Um, so I have a glaring problem with this trailer, and it said introducing Sookie Waterhouse. Sookie. And I just want to say Pusher, 2012, Love Rosie, 2014, Insurgent, 2015. Yeah, she's been in And a- four other movies this yeah. year. Yeah. Introducing her. And zombies. Introducing her as the main. Her from. This is like. You don't. You don't get to introduce somebody that's been in a bunch of shit. Oh, for fuck's sake. But she doesn't actually have just one arm? <sighs> no, she's got two arms for sure. Fake nonsense. No, uh, I'm super excited to see Jim Carrey in a movie again. I do think that this is going to be like that uh, desert movie that I watched, Tracks. Mad Max? Is this going to be your better Mad Max? Tracks? I probably will like this more than Mad Max, but uh, not enough to warrant me wanting to watch it again i'm worried what a fucking sassy pants what a what a fuddy daddy petty buzzer this does look visually nice buzzer it again and again looks visually nice just like refn movies keep buzzering (laughs) yeah refn sucks Sucks donkey balls oh um, just as a a quick follow-up cordell said that he would nail them all okay so the fulcrum, <laughs> right? Momoa, Carrie. No, we're talking about being uh, absconded by a bunch of women. Oh right. <clears throat> oh. From from the Q and A. Come on, guys. Come on. It's it's, it's a wrap around. Daniel, there a, are some really. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a reach around is what it is. Uh, the fulcrum tonight is a Canadian film. It's oh. called Replay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Canadian film. It's called. Replace. Does it have a Calgarian in it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> At least ours sounds smooth instead of Dallas, Dallasinian, or whatever the hell yours is. Dallasite. Gold star for paying attention. Here, man. What's the movie called? The movie is called Replace. Repeal and the re- Replace. Right. Here <laughs> we go. First, it was just a small spot, just a bit of dry skin. Then it spread, and it kept spreading. Everything okay? The outer layer of your skin is aging and dying at an extreme rate. Now I can crumble it off like dry leaves. Can't the skin be transplanted? The body might reject the new skin. I can't take it anymore. I can replace it with healthy skin. Skin from other people. I love you.
Alright, Daniel, are you worried or are you excited about Replace? Alright, well, that trailer is extremely lucky that it included that last three seconds. I'll say that because the entire time I was like, man, this whole thing balances on whether this is all just a bunch of fluffed up, uh, dimly shot, like lesbian angst, or if this is like a bunch of badass, gooped up. Give me your flesh, motherfucker. And I once she like dug her fingers inside the skin of the other person, I was like, thank God. That's the direction that I would hope it, it, it would go in. Now, it can still be the former concern that I have. It could still end up being that for sure. I don't have the gut instinct with this one like I do with a lot of others. But that last little part, it'll that, that saves it for me. And I hope they really hone in on that. So let's hope for some goop. Excited. <laughs> and just, just to be clear, that was body horror, not goop. Synonymous. It's a progressive ass fucking show. Amanda, what say you about this finely crafted Canadian film called Replace? Uh, oh God, another another fucking neon demon adult movie. Like, why is it? Why is this music all like <laughs> uh, uh, dark club? That's the lesbian angst part. That's the lesbian part, and you know I love lesbians. And I love lesbian movies. I was actually going to give Nathan a lesbian lineup tonight, but I I, I gave up on that. Lucky for him. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good now. But that it might have some great skin stealing goop. Yeah, skin stealing body horror. Who doesn't like the word goop? <laughs> Sad sack. They came down with a with a directive. I'm the it's goop. It's goop. It's under your skin. Sack Studios and goop is fine. You weren't at the last board Uh, meeting. I'm definitely worried about this movie. Cordell, help her out, will you? I can't help her because I'm worried and it looks fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Really terrible. It's Canadian. You're not going to support Canadian? Not this one. Just be thankful I didn't choose Wish Upon. Don't know what that is. Looks awful. As awful as this? No, it looks worse. It's about this little box they find that grants seven wishes, except it's got this like Final Destination teen thing going on. Looks awful. Uh, Replace. Canadian. Terrible. Looks like it's doing a lot with little. Looks like it's going minimal. Looks like it's got some talent or some skill or somebody learning. I'm willing to forgive it for whatever stumbles or obstacles it can't overcome. And I'm going to say that I am excited about Replace. Intern. Uh, let me just say, I'm glad you didn't replace this with Wish Upon. Um, also, I think this is going to be a good slow burn, and uh, I'm really going to enjoy the last 34 minutes of this movie. Mm. <laughs> it's very specific. Do we have a runtime? Very, very oddly specific. 101 minutes. an hour and 41 minutes. 101. All right. See, the reason why, Cordell, the reason why the intern is saying that uh, the whole Wish Upon thing is because he has to watch all the movies in the lineup and report back to us about whether we were right or wrong. Hmm? Because he's an intern. Because <laughs> he's an intern. So uh, after after we do the review on this one, I'll let you know that you're going to need to replace me. Uh, yeah, Cordell, you watched four movies in the last decade. Andrew watched 800 movies last year. <laughs> us. It's not true. You what? What? You didn't quite make it to five. You made. You watched like four hundred movies last yeah. year. And we did bring you here to take him over because he can't handle watching any more movies. 
So, and we showed you this because the only way for you to replace him is for you to take his skin. We're, we're, we're grooming you, and there was something in your drink that you just finished. So there's been 80 episodes, or this is the 80th episode. You watched 800 movies. And there's been 404 movies so far that we've watched trailers for, and I've watched 296 of them. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Thank you for the very specific numbers, intern. And we've watched like a couple dozen. You know what these. I imagine that the intern has is like it's not like a list of movies, but like just tally marks. Yeah. He's got like hundreds of tally marks. Yeah, it's a list of all movies ever made, carved into his skin on his upper well, thigh. I have the lineups here, and then the ones I've seen have been bolded. Oh yeah, you get you get them tattooed on you like memento. Yeah. TPP forty seven, and then like little it stills, little thumbnails of each poster. And then it's like a scratched out if it sucked mm-hmm okay but are Which you worried like all of the movies did did you even say whether you're worried or excited about replace he's excited oh i'm uh, i'm excited okay <laughs> let's lighten the mood fourth trailer tonight is rough night starring Where's chelsea garjo we ever talk about that where's chelsea chelsea did a, a 15 kilometer marathon today and she's sleeping on the couch oh well that's fair that's why i'm here Yes, yes, Cordell. Thank you. All right, rough night. Here we go. Okay, before we go, we got to do human frontipede, yeah? What is a human frontipede? It's a photo we always take that's like the movie Human Centipede, where they're sewn together mouth to anus, but it's with friends, so it's special. I get the middle. Ugh, why do you want the middle? This is it. Your bachelorette weekend. We have been dreaming about this moment. This is the first day of freshman year. We are going to be swimming in dick, girl. Girls, <laughs> I just got coke from the busboy. What? So everyone's in. Dumb, 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 yes. I was kind of hoping that we could make it an early night. That doesn't feel right. Yeah, I don't think so, baby girl. I'm thinking male for her. Fine. Love her. Make her feel special. My turn. Oh, God. He's dead. Sir? Oh, God. No. Jesus. No. No, no, no. I know you get the picture. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? You're totally fucked. Take my picture. There was this guy in Australia who cooked his girlfriend and ate her. Ew, I can't because I am vegan. Bye. This can still be the best weekend of our fucking lives. I probably have HPV now. Whatever, we all have HPV. I don't have HPV. If you've had sex after the year 1991, then you do have HPV. <laughs> I have, like, a shit ton of HPV. <laughs> <laughs> Clumps and clumps of it. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay. Well, let's start with the obvious. Intern, worried or excited? <laughs> uh, I think before I watch this, I'm going to watch Very Bad Things, and then I'm going to go watch this, and I'm probably going to enjoy this more than Very Bad Things, and I like that movie quite a bit when I first saw it. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. 
Uh, Kate there is pulling off a great Aussie accent. Difficult accent. I really enjoy it. I I've personally can do some accents, and I find the Australian accent to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Were you just trying to do it right there? No. <laughs> okay. You just put an R in difficult yeah. on purpose? That's the wine. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Kate wine McKinnon accent. And Jillian Bell, excited. Yeah, Jillian yeah, Bell is Jillian that. Bell, yeah, yeah, she is the shit. And now I'm actually going to follow up here and go. Also excited for pretty much the same reasons that you can't you can't help but make the very bad things comparison because it's the exact same plot except instead of making it a brutally dark comedy like very bad things they've sort of given it more of a hangover. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend moment. at Bernie's was in there. Yep, sort of that kind of twist on it, and uh, half those ladies are like truly legitimately funny ladies. So even if it's what it's going to turn out to be, which is like a bunch of funny montages and a couple of hilarious memorable jokes and the rest of it pretty standard formula i think it'll still be fun excited amanda yeah so um i i appreciate that they so they remade very bad things Mm -hmm. basically and then sort of married it with the hangover but they didn't come out and say we're remaking those movies with chicks right because you didn't have to do that so i can go in with without some sort of like bar that they have to beat and just enjoy the movie which is what i want them to do with all chick movies instead of being like we're women and we're doing it ourselves like just fucking make a movie and have it be funny and great right this could have easily have been like weekend at genies right (laughs) yeah they didn't they just (laughs) made it do that yeah slightly changed it gave it a different title and that's really the key to any remake i also love that Somehow they've made Scarlett Johansson probably the least attractive chick in the movie, which is nice. Like in terms of like her hair is weird and like she seems like real stiff and boring instead of the like sexy kitten that she usually is. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that because I'm like all these other ladies are are equally hot and cool and great. And let's just make it an evil, even playing field. Yeah, they're like vulgar sexy. Yeah, they're vulgar sexy. Jillian Bell reminds me of myself and <laughs> my heart. <laughs> and so I'm super excited. Very, very, very She's excited. your spirit celebrity. Yeah, she is. Uh, Nathan? I'm frentipede excited. Mm-hmm. Mouth to anus. <laughs> You're taking the middle. You know what? You know what? There is uh, several trailers for this movie, and each of them has shows you a little bit uh, different stuff. And that makes me think that because watching the different trailers, I laugh at the different things that they're showing me that one of two things is going to happen. Either they're blowing their load in all of these multiple trailers, and I'm going to watch it, and it's going to be like a a frog leap to each joke I've already seen in the trailer, or I'm just going to enjoy watching all these women so much because they are genuinely charismatic and fun, but because I don't really know, I'm just going to say excited because of all the reasons that everybody's talking about. Sure, it's it's got the Weekend of Bernie's thing going on. It's got the Very Bad Things stuff going on. Sure, all of it. And... Yeah, and Kate McKinnon's going to be a fucking superstar. She's so awesome all the time. Please, Thank it's, you. It's what God would drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's even even the coke scene like <clears throat> like in a in a different trailer that that girl says I got coke from the busboy. She's like, "You guys should do some now." And then they all kind of pause and look at her and stare at her and she goes, "Yeah, I I already did some." <laughs> <laughs> Cordell Swimming in dick excited. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. are. For a bachelorette. <laughs> ha, zing. Whew. Are, are you, um, are you, it's, are, are you, are you being, uh, 
you know, whatever you choose is 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 fine for you as a person. In turn, he already went. Yeah, yeah, we're all excited. This oh. is a, this is a through and through. I'm just uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, you should <laughs> be excited. <sighs> swimming in dick. Back, swimming in dick. Excited. <laughs> all right. Uh, trailer number five. Oh God, we're almost done. The beguiled. Beguiled? The beguiled. The beguiled. The beguiled. Here we go. We ask for your protection over our school and we pray that we will be kept from harm throughout the night. No, get him inside. Quick! You're our most unwelcome visitor, and we do not propose to entertain you. You'll find them easily amused. You won't be here long enough for that. How did you end up in this place? Why are you so interested in me? I admire your strength. I'm just trying to give them what they need to survive in these times. If you could have anything in the world, what would it be? Far away from here. Come with me. He seems to be a sensitive person. Does he? <laughs> it seems the enemy is not what we believe. I hope you like apple pie. Is that my recipe? It is. I need rags. I need chloroform. Go to the smokehouse. Get the saw. Now. Bring me the anatomy book. Did I get you anything? Give me the key. You know I'd get in trouble for that. Oh, what have you done to me? You vengeful bitches! Nathan, the beguiled, worried or excited. Daniel, there was a time. There was a time when those three names would have rang out into my chamber and echoed across all of the walls in my room and terrified me that all three of them were in the same movie together. Nicole Kidman, Colin Farrell, and Kirsten Dunst <laughs> have all been on my shit list at one time or another. And the three of them together, you you would think, would be like a trifecta of worried and awful hesitation and, you know, just, just really dissatisfied with the possibility of them all being in the same thing together. But what I find over the last while is that Nicole Kidman and I have healed our relationship. We've, we've healed the wounds, mm-hmm. and I now have turned the corner with Kidman. 
Do you just have a thing for Australians? When, when did she betray you in the first place? It was the wispy voice. Back in the Golden Compass days, there was too much wispy voice, and I just had it. Every time she opened her mouth, she like whispered and, and blew air out of her fucking mouth while she was talking, and it bothered okay. me. Okay, I can see that. I and Kirsten you. Dunst, always when she did like emotional scenes back in the Spider-Man days, whenever she got serious or dramatic in a scene, her eyelids closed halfway. Yeah, and her thighs are the same size as her calves. <laughs> okay. Unacceptable. You sure. know what? <laughs> Sofia Coppola asked her to lose weight for this movie, and she said, fuck off, friend of mine. I will not be doing that. Carry on. And Colin, nice hits, though. Colin Farrell um, is the worst. Yeah. Well, except for when he's playing a drunk. Have you seen The Lobster? <laughs> then he's the best. And so, in True Detective. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best part of True Detective. Or True Detective. Yeah. What did you do to your shoes? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. You're you give me a kid's name right now or I'll pull down your pants and I'll spank you in front of the fucking cheerleading squad. Corpse on the lawn. That's the one. <laughs> skull fuck your dad. Yeah, skull fuck your dad. Or you ever bully or hurt anybody again? I'll come back and butt fuck your father with your mom's headless corpse on this goddamn lawn. <laughs> there you go. oh, not even close. You know what? I've I've softened on Colin Farrell too. I I'm just making the point that all three of these people should make me run away in fear. But this movie actually looks interesting to me and nicole kimmon looks fucking the tits in this movie and she does have a nice evil like eyebrow art yeah yeah bring bring me the anatomy book please with blood all over oh and and also the saw (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go now children collect the things and sophia coppola i mean she's a great you know uh, as far as directors go and especially female directors she's probably one of the only recognizable names other than like because she does edgy shit like most female directors are like Nancy Myers, you know, doing it's complicated and stuff like that. So, uh, and and they're making too much of a deal out of, out of this Patty Jenkins woman making Wonder Woman, and it's it's completely tied to like, oh, it is good. Like, fuck off. Sofia Coppola is actually a really good filmmaker, and yeah, fuck it, I'm excited. Cordell, come in, come in behind me. Oh Jesus! I'm very worried that Colin Farrell isn't actually going to get any pink from any of these women. No. Nope. Well, he, a couple that's, of them, it seems like he does. That's a genuine concern. Well, no, he. No, they're willing, but then they get mad. Yeah, he doesn't actually get the pink. Blue balls. And Blue I balls think, worried. I think that'll, that'll be a, a recurring comment here on Trailer Park Podcast to the dismay of any female that attends getting the pink. Getting the pink. Like he keeps trying to put his hand up under like her skirt, but then it's just like more petticoat. And more just like more frills and fluffs until he like he wants the pink so bad then he just like wakes up in his bed sweaty like ah, ah. <laughs> silk disappointment do you have uh, I'm gonna say I do appreciate your little description there of Sofia Coppola I agree she is one of the few actually doing some like interesting stuff and again i wasn't really like i wasn't on board almost all the way to the end like it was like okay i get it there's something evil going on here this is definitely more interesting than how it started which was i just thought it was going to be some like pride and prejudice ripoff i think it's a remake of a clint eastwood movie which i was like about to yawn to death but then when that shit picked up and then at the very end it's him saying like what did you do to me which makes gives me like a boxing helena sort of feel which i hope there's a real strong twist so i'm putting a lot on there being a strong twist or i'm going to stab myself in the face excited <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there was a previous edition. Uh, 1971, starring Clint Eastwood. Uh-oh. Now that I'm going to this, this, this is a remake. Looks like it. But a Sofia Coppola remake, which means it's going to get more edgy than it was before. Okay, well, let's hope she puts a spin on it. Cool. I'll stand. Who's left? Amanda. Me, the intern. Amanda and the intern. And the intern should always go last. In Amanda? Um, uh, I... Oh, oh, oh. Hate is not enough for how I feel about Colin Farrell. Um... I despise him. I think he's terrible in every way. Describe why you despise him. Because I just, like, hate the sight of him. He always looks like he has, like, the alcohol sweats. Yeah, he's always a little sweaty. And I feel like he's always acting the same. I haven't seen The Lobster, which people say is great. So I'll I'll reserve some hope for that. And in Bruges, which, you know, roll eyes snobby people always refer to as being like, oh, he's good. Can you, did you see him, Bruce? <laughs> um, Watch The Lobster with Daniel. It's a relationship that's, that's, that's fair. I actually, I actually do want to see that movie. So, you know, there's a smidgen of hope for him. But I like everybody else. I love Elle Fanning. I've always loved Kirsten Dunst because when I was a kid, I was, like, really obsessed with the interview with a vampire. And she played Claudia. And, like, I wanted to be her. But then she grew up and started closing her eyelids. Wanted to be a vampire, and then she, and then I've just loved her ever since for she's, that reason. She, she's kind of redeemed herself for me a little bit too, especially with Fargo season two. Yeah, yeah Jumanji, uh, Jumanji, and um, Melancholia, uh, Virgin Suicides, mm. and other things. She shows it's also a Sofia Coppola, also a Sofia Coppola movie. She shows uh, her, she shows her tits in Melancholia. Mm-hmm. That's where you're like, oh, weird. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're nice. I totally didn't think they would be. <laughs> Where Nathan just fast forwarded to. They're just like nice and like small and perky, yeah. Well, another thought they're like big, but they're oh, like. Are they big? They're big tits, but like then she has a thin frame, so they have that sort of like sloped sag, but it's like a nice sloped sag, and like the oh. rest of her is so like not that great. So it's always like, oh, 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 good for you, good for you. We've got nice tits. <laughs> Maybe I have seen her tits. No, now that you describe them, I'm like, yeah, no, that is right. That is right. They are like fuller and heavier. Yeah. They seem like they'd be heavy. Well, just remember, remember that rain scene with Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, she's trash in Spider-Man, right? But those movies are bad generally. Yeah, but there's enough there to, yeah. you know, half fill your mouth and spill over your chin. <laughs> Fire! Fire! Please go! intern i never said what i was oh sorry what are you i've been talking for a really long time and i don't know where i was headed sorry we're on a boob tangent there please continue i'm excited i'm boob excited (laughs) boob excited what happened to your shoes sorry i'm getting all colin farrelly here so um i've got so many things to say i'll try to be really quick uh First of all, Amanda, this should be the perfect movie for for you if you hate Colin Farrell because it appears that they chop off his penis. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I think vengeful bitches would do to somebody. You need you need crutches for that? I think they cut off his leg. I'm, I'm hoping like, it's all his limbs. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, that it's like a dick and or like a like a like a quad amputee situation. Yeah, I'm hoping it's like his arms and legs, not his dick. Maybe maybe it'll take a while and I'll do pieces. 
Yeah. They'll just start taking pieces off. What? Um, what is their situation? Why are they like out in the middle of nowhere by themselves and yet very frantic, like as though someone might discover what they're doing? It's it's a girls' school during the Civil War. Okay. Yeah. And okay. all the men have left to fight. Except Which means he's the enemy. Uh, well, he's a wounded Union soldier. Yeah, and this is the and South. They take him in. Well, the the day the South died, it became immortal. Go on. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the interesting things is uh, Sofia Coppola, the last time she took a movie to Cannes was Marie Antoinette, and she got booed because they hated that movie. And that was also Dunst. And yeah. she did this one, and uh, she she got the Best Director Award. Oh, did she feel so redeemed? Did she just like... Fist pump. So I don't know, but I think this is going to be much higher quality than Marie Antoinette, which I feel is her probably her weakest. Well, to be honest, they they did a twist on Marie Antoinette and made it all pink and weird. Yeah, they made it weird. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird dip yeah. into it's very it's like cool. a reffing, yeah. very musical and <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm pretty sure she's probably she was when when they booed her, she was probably like, yeah, I get it. Like, I hate that guy. I hated Neon Demon so much that I want to watch the rest of his filmography to hate it. <laughs> Drive is so bad. And the other one, Only God Forgives, is like the worst. Not the worst. It's like the third worst movie I've ever seen. Drive is not as bad as everyone says it is. I don't understand why. Drive, that's drive is fine. Yeah, Drive's on a lot of people's top God, 10 lists for the I'm decade. going to hate watch it. Like, I hate watched girls for four out of six seasons. Yeah hating drive is like one of those like i'm gonna hate this because i'm a pretentious fuck intern moves and no because the director is a pretentious fuck and that movie's ridiculous it can both be true we gotta buzz this because i gotta pee <laughs> <laughs> did he say worried or excited i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> did you have a little extra you wanted to say get it out get it out intern get out of there i'm goop excited i'm ready to see a goopy dismembered bobbit oh yeah nice Ladies, gents, welcome to the second part of Trailer Park Podcast, The Roundtable, where we do the burden list and the intern archive update. <laughs> welcome. The shit part of the show. The shit, yes, part, yes. the shit part of the show, where <laughs> the people that don't normally stick around for the entire time turn it off. But if you stick around, we are quite charming and we do deliver some high-level banter. Because along with this being the second part of Trailer Park Podcast, it is also the part where we are more drunk. And loosey-goosey. Yeah, a little bit, little bit more loose, a little bit more drunk. The earth is coming all over your face. A little bit more <laughs> abusive, a little bit more abusive towards the intern. Yeah, the first half of the show, that's for you. That's for you, the listener. You, the fan. That's for you. We keep you up to date, informed. Second half of the show, it's for us. Sorry, You're I, so good at this. I I have to do this, and I'm very sorry. I just I've been dying to do this combo, and I don't really know when an appropriate time to do it will be. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 
Sorry. That's great. Carry you on. Should, you should overlap them. This is fantastic. All right. Well, you know, call All right, it. Enough of this monkey fuck. Yeah, it's enough. All right. What do we do here? We have a burden list. There's a list of five movies that I have made for Nathan, of which he has to watch one per episode of this show. No. He has a list of five movies that he's given to me. No. Of course, I've tortured him with movies. He's tortured me with movies. No. You have to be a gentleman to remove a movie from the list. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't make the burden list. You require you... the insight and internist <laughs> of the. <laughs> You, you, Gentlemen. you crafted a torture center, is what you did. You didn't make a list. You made, you made like a, a, a chair where I sit in and I stab myself with knives. That's how terrible it is. Well, it is called. Oh, there's, there's one good movie on your list, and you should have watched it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. so devastating. He has successfully made it devastating it is a burden beyond all burdens his movie what's that that's the long game is to stop doing it all together (laughs) just make it so awful that he just (laughs) i'm just like hey do you want to stop doing the burden list yes yes i do yes yours eventually just has like 13 titles on it oh that only took (laughs) four years well i would trust that my cousin would know that he could speak to me if he ever wanted to stop doing the burden list he would just tell me he wouldn't create this long game and have some sort of sadistic plan to oh, burden so me. No, it's not just, like just like your list. To it's the point where I break. Where I just snap. <laughs> just like, fuck this! Fuck it! <laughs> fuck this goddamn list! You just look at your list and you see like Jack Frost 2 and you just lose it. <laughs> <laughs> too much. It's just too much. Start pouring wine all over my audio mixer. <laughs> fuck it! Fuck it! I don't care! <laughs> Had an accident, can't record today. <laughs> Send text. It's over. It's over. <laughs> that being said, what do we do here, intern? Come on, act like you participate, will you? What? Oh, you guys are going to go up on each other. You're going to give each other options. You're going to go to six momentarily. And so, then we watch something and come back to five, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's force each other. Let's get uh, inappropriate here and give some options. Daniel, do you have options for Nathan? I do have some options tonight, but I have delegated my options duties to the lovely Amanda. Yes. Amanda, please inform us what these options would be. Yeah. Daniel, let me take the reins on this, too. He didn't want Nathan to break. Pity. That's a longer game of, no, this is the, like, reprieve. This is when the Stockholm... Yeah. You know, good cop, bad cop comes in. Torture, torture, torture. Heal, heal, heal. Yeah. This is a morsel. A morsel of a goodness. Tiny little morsel. And so yeah. I struggled actually all day today. Like, what kind of stuff should I give Nathan? Should I give him stuff that like, oh, this is like a drama that you'll like. Like all Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> yeah. Well, just lots of old black and white classics that I know he won't really like or foreign films. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, and so, but then I was like, no, you know what? I'll just give him something easy, truly easy, like less than two hours. And what I can say for sure about TPP is that there is too much dick on this show. Everything is misogynistic constantly. So we're getting three girl-powered movies tonight. Mm, yeah. Steel Magnolias me. 
mm, yeah, I'm going to steal Magnolia's you, but okay, so I'm going to give you, instead of, so I was like, oh, I'll just do, I'll do one-star reviews because, you know, that's easy. Then I was like, wait, what does Amanda do? Amanda does fine reviews. Right. Fine. These, just are, fine. these are three-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Our first one, hmm. the the like title of the review is used to like it. For one thing, I would not let my teenager watch this. Oh, also this person is from Alberta. Mm. Mm. For one thing, I would not let my teenager watch this. Their focus on sex is astounding for a group of four 12-year-olds. Yuck! This is so disturbing to me. I assume that when I was a teen and that was on my mind constantly, I was relating to them and their curiosity, but that also would have caused me to think about those things even more, which... I'm sure is not what their parents wanted. If you're going to watch this, please leave the kids out of it. You don't want them molded into this cool persona. <laughs> That's number one. Number two. That, that review is a gem. It's a gem. That review is like, how many reviews did you read to find that? Probably like, probably like a dozen. Well, that that probably gave the intern. Um, oh, I I would have uh, a, a marginal <laughs> erection. <laughs> This one, <laughs> this one's called, why would anybody travel all the way to Europe to chase a cheating ex-husband? Anyway, everything seems bad, but this one guy who was a petty thief decides to help her to get her fiancé back, but one wonders why one would fa- want a fiancé back when he dumped you from when he just met. She wants security and believes that this guy will give her security. What she needs to do, though, is learn to take risks. She really did not want to take any risks. She simply wanted that, wanted back all that was familiar. But soon she comes to realize that the familiar is not worth it. So in the end, she decides to take the risk, goes for the guy that she really didn't know all that well and was a petty thief. <laughs> petty thief, baby. <laughs> that is so you also just said the whole movie. That is also a very interesting review. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the plot's not real tough to figure out when you start watching it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Number where, three. where in Europe? Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. It's a well, fantastic place where you fall in well, love with a petty I'm, thief. I'm trying to decipher whether I've seen it or not. You've not seen it. Okay. Number three, the title of this review is Baseless, Arrogant, <laughs> and Offensive View of Love. Strong okay. entry. Strong entry here. I'm feeling drawn. Other than the bits of philosophy that were attempted to be persuasively thrown into the film, it was an incredible drag of a story that was quite arrogant and boring. The film assumes that anyone who does not think in accordance with it has been brainwashed and a terrific jerk. And above this, the attempts at comedy that were made were no more than attempts that paid off only amongst the immature. Overall, even though I agree with the overall message, the way that it was portrayed was incredibly vain and unnecessarily sharp. The idea of a group of 20-somethings figuring out what the world uh, should be through their genitals is not the basis for a profound film about forgiveness. Daniel? Uh, yes? Can I swap poultry guys for all three of them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, also you have a trump card. Similar to August Osage County. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable with any of these three flicks as I have given them to you, you can watch my favorite uh, guilty pleasure. A Channing Tatum, Amanda Bynes... Entitled, She's the Man. 
fuck. Amanda Bynes. What a fucking traffic accident she is. So funny. So just to though. go over your options, the reviews were used to like it. Uh, the second one, why would anyone travel all the way to Europe to chase a cheese-eating husband? And of course, baseless, arrogant, and offensive view of love. Her genitals. God damn it. This is a tough one. I'm, I'm in a strange all situation. Easy movies to watch. None of them are amazing. They're all just 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 good movies that really are they're just they're just good. They're just good. No, Make me feel no, good. No trauma here. No trauma here. All just like, oh, I'm gonna feel good at the end of it. I'll probably laugh a couple times. And that's and that's a no go. The the all three for poultry geist deal. Right. <laughs> that's a no go. That's a no go. Well, I'm I I connect with the Alberta, but I worry. I don't know I, if they're Calgarian. They could yeah, be Edmontonian. Yeah, no. And if they're from Edmonton, then fuck them and fuck number one. Number two, uh, I just saw a bit of Unfaithful today on TV, and Diane Lane and Richard Gere were very, very enchanting. And I don't think that I want to ruin that experience right now. So I'm, I'm feeling like I kind of have to go three. You're going to go with genitals. Yeah. Oh, this is great. I'm really excited about this because this movie actually makes my personal top five of all time as my favorite, like, rom-com, just like it also crosses the line into my favorite Kevin Smith movie that you chose, Chasing Amy. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've always, so, I actually wanted to watch that. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Good. All right. That's excellent. Good stuff. Uh, I'll probably the, uh, be watching Criterion that. I DVD. Oh, God. Of course you do. I'll probably be watching that next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Nathan. Yes. Uh, Will you please uh, don us with options for Daniel? I was so enchanted by this website, the four-word movie review, that that's what you get tonight, Daniel. Four-word movie reviews. Okay. Number one, naked fat ladies dance. Number two. This is. Number two. Texan robbers cross bridges. Huh. Number three. Romancing the Robophone. Or as always, you can pick your poison by choosing August Osage County. August Osage County. So that's <laughs> naked. Those are all traps. Fa- naked fat ladies dance. Texan robbers cross bridges. Or romancing the Robophone. I know it's a trap, but I want romancing the robophone. This one may cross into the have seen it before thing because I never checked with you. But this is um, Her starring Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, God, you fuck. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. <laughs> it's awful. God so damn it. So good. I love Her. It's so you good. You like Her? I love it. It's so um, good. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm surprised you're so against it. I was super disappointed because I was, well, okay, I was like excited, but then I watched it and I was, I felt just like really unsatisfied by it. It's unique. It's really unique. If if nothing else, you'll have a unique experience. And it's Spike Jones, so it's weird. It's weird. All right. Spoil the shit out of this movie right now. (laughs) Now that you guys uh, went up on each other, it's time for you to go down on each other. So Nathan, tell us about Class of Newcomb High. Yes, as part of the arrangement. Um, <laughs> the part that you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, initially I didn't notice that I had... Um, see, what happened was I made a deal 
to remove the Shining TV miniseries and replace it with Class of Newcom High. And I was all giddy, like, yay. And I was talking to Amanda via text message saying, I'm just, I have a three movie burden list. I'm never going to watch those two trauma movies. And then I listened to Trailer Park Podcast 79. And I realized that a caveat of the deal was that I watch Class of Newcom High <laughs> right, right away. So I basically got. Yeah, you should have replaced Poultry Guys. I got kicked in the nuts. But I did make good because I am a gentleman. So I did watch Class of Newcom High. So that's what we're here to talk about. Daniel, what would you like to know about Class of Newcom High? So you made you made it all the way through. You now have an understanding of what a trauma, quote unquote, trauma movie is. Yeah, and I would actually say that Class of Newcom High was way more digestible than Theodore Rex. Like, quite a bit more digestible, to be honest with you. Because Theodore Rex was trying to be serious and failed in such a miserable way that it was just very difficult to watch all these people that didn't want to be a part of it <laughs> do it. But Class of Newcom High is jam-packed with a bunch of people that really want to do what they're doing. And I think you said it before, like the the trauma movies are made by people that are very good at this at the goop part of it or the makeup artists or something. And that part shows through that that there's actually some quality to the to the goop. Um and for the most part, like the camera angles are actually kind of creative from from the perspective of a bad movie, knowing that it's bad, trying to be bad. It's actually kind of impressive. Some of the silly camera angles they come up with and the camera angles themselves almost take on this entertaining quality to them, like driving a motorcycle down a hallway in a in, in, in a school and doing the, you know, shot up at their face from the from the handles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With les- lesbian Hitler. Yeah. And then they'll do. A couple of other interesting, um, a little bit more interesting camera work. I I love it because every facial reaction is like over the top. Every cut and angle is like <laughs> crazy or loony. And I'm pretty sure every single sound is is uh, added after the movie. Like everything is ADR. Everything is. <laughs> it's quite possible, but it's also just. Um, it could be worse than it is. Like it could, it could try to be bad and fail at trying to be bad, but it actually kind of executes in a strange way at being awful. Like even the nuclear plant guys are, are owning their performance and, and, and doing okay. Like the Cretans are doing better than okay. Like the Cretans are actually over the top and the guy with the bone and the weird fucking rings in his face and oh god i hate that fucking guy <laughs> yeah and and you're so satisfied when uh when warren uh pulls the rings out of his face but i was expecting more blood actually from that um moment but and then the next scene afterwards he's got the rings back in his face so that's weird right yeah for me the troll movies they're just so crazy like there's not one second of the movie where something isn't crazy either in the background or in the foreground or somebody bends over and a, and a fart sound is made that shouldn't be there it's just randomly there like everything is crazy yeah and i also find and I'm, I'm sure this is true with so many movies and i really should try to make a list of all of them but um there, there's this trend where movies do the first two acts really well and then the third act kind of feels just like they're trying too hard or mm-hmm. and and it ends up being a mess and and the, and the third act is kind of where things fall apart and i find i found that with this one as well where they're like 
they're kind of streamlined towards a direction and then all of a sudden Warren Warren and his and uh, I forget what her name is but his his lady they're no longer affected by the toxic goo anymore right. it doesn't seem like it seems like it passed through their system I guess and now it's more about the monster that she gave birth to instead of like his face was fucked up and there was green shit puking out of his mouth and he was he was done as a human being as far as I was concerned and then the next scene he's okay and it's like we forget that that's inside of him or that's a problem yeah so yeah it's a little erratic sure i just feel like they kind of threw the through the progression because it was streamlined in one direction and then they kind of threw it all out the window and focused on the monster and i think they really enjoyed the the monster and i think they had a lot of fun with the final um chaos that took place but i was more a fan of the first two-thirds i will yeah i can i can totally agree with that i that i I have no problem with that. The first two uh, two sections of the movie are most definitely the best, and it kind of runs away with itself where you can see where it wanted to be more of a monster movie, but they didn't really have the money, so like just the last part had to be. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and I'm, not, I'm also not kidding myself because I know that you went after Class of Nukem High because you thought it was the best opportunity for me to actually enjoy Trauma. And I'm not going to say I enjoyed it, but I am going to say that I was pleasantly surprised at how easy it was to digest and... It wasn't very difficult to appreciate, you know, that it wasn't terrible. Like, they, they did some things well, and they, they did a lot of creative camera angles and had a lot of fun with it, and they look like they're having fun. And when somebody makes a movie and has a lot of fun making it, that, that shows. You can tell that they all had fun making this movie. It's ridiculously hokey and crazy, and, you know, Tromaville is the toxic capital of, of the world or whatever. Right. Toxic chemical capital. Like, it's very, very silly and very, very hokey and they're smoking a drug that's laced with you know nuclear goo <laughs> and they start having hallucinations and they each have like massive framed photos of each other's girlfriend and boyfriend next to their beds while they have fever dreams of of nonsense and she gives birth to this alien monster what'd you say chrissy <gasps> huh <laughs> yeah 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 it's very very i i don't know i'm not gonna like trumpet trauma movies because i think that my reaction to this one shouldn't be confused with like, oh, Poultrygeist won't be that bad because I bet you that Poultrygeist is like fucking awful and Class of Nukem High is meant to make me think that Poultrygeist won't be that bad when in actuality it'll be fucking terrible and I won't be able to digest it very easily. Yeah, so. the idea was to take away an unwatchable trauma movie and replace it with one that is actually okay. <laughs> and then you... <laughs> Didn't get that. You didn't make the decision I thought you were going to make, but it was like just letting your enemy yeah, fuck you just, themselves. So I was yeah, like, okay. You just, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I could actually. I know I, that I will have to watch Class of Nukem High, Nukem High at some point. Yes, but so. the, the, the point is mission accomplished. Exactly right. I want you to get a good, a good understanding of how trauma can be done right. So and you and, and I think you saw it that way. So now even if you watch Poultrygeist and you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to murder you next time I see you, Daniel. <laughs> it's OK, because I know that you at least understood class of Nukemai. <laughs> I did. And I looked up all the actors and I'm actually surprised that none of them had a career, really, because they seem like, I don't know, they all had fun. And this wasn't like a career ending thing. This was just a silly, stupid movie on a low budget so why didn't they continue on and actually do okay like i don't understand because they didn't like bad acting is something that i'm hyper aware of and none of these people despite how ridiculous and stupid and bad the movie was trying to be none of them were terrible like i'd say maybe the one cretin that had tits was 
the, the guy that had tits, he was probably the worst actor out of the bunch. Oh, yeah. He also had, like, the worst, like, character makeup. You're like, yeah. who are you? Yeah, he stood out. So, he, I mean, he did a disservice by, like, your eyes kind of pulled to him. Like, does he have tits? And you're like, Jesus, he's bad. But, like, all the guys in the in, in the nuclear area were okay. I mean, the principal guy was kind of a bad actor, too. But, I, I don't know. O- overall, like, they didn't seem like they stood out as poor performers. So I'm kind of shocked that they all just did trauma movies, it looks like. Or maybe that's all they wanted to do, and I'm just being a... That's what they like. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being a pretentious fuck. Although some of the poltergeist ladies were literally pulled off a crack corner. (laughs) I didn't even know a movie called Class of 1984 existed, but I read in the trivia on IMDb that they changed the name from Nukem High to Class of Nukem High to try to trick people who were trying to watch Class of 1984 into watching Class of Nukem High. <laughs> and they also made my favorite, like, Class of Nukem High 2 and 3, I absolutely love, because the main character... There are sequels to this? Yes, there's, there's, there's a part 2 and 3, and just recently, in the last, like, three years, they made Return to Class of Nukem High, which is like a reboot, and then next year comes Return to Return of Class of Nukem High. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, at this point, with with the cult following, they probably spend very little and make a really decent return. I would think so. I think so, and I think these these remakes actually have some more money behind them since there's a lot of people that grew up with these movies that are now in their 30s that are like, well, "I'll go fund this, sure, throw money." <laughs> so, in closing, not that bad, very digestible, and actually, I would. Uh, possibly even recommend it to somebody who wanted to watch something like like because even this is better than jack frost like jack frost is another example of a movie that's bad and trying to trying to do something specific and failing in a very awful way that's just like ugh, just kind of like struggle to get through because it follows a very normal linear normal movie path and it's just doing it poorly with a with a bad budget and this movie is trying to be awful and using really creative camera angles and having a lot of fun with it and and that really comes across like you just you're like oh that's 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 silly i found myself laughing several times at at some of the things that they were doing so yeah yeah good yeah it's just good good low budget good at like they they get the atmosphere right kind of fun yeah it makes me resent jack frost and theodore rex more (laughs) awesome um (laughs) daniel thank you james lipton daniel did you watch uh, what I want you to watch. What did you want me to watch? I only want to hear about Midnight Special. Oh, watch Little Children. Yeah, okay. I figured I was, I've been trying to be like a good boy and get some of the ones that have been on there a while, get those off of there, sort of refreshing, you know, sort of like moving the furniture around. Uh, so I watched Little Children, and I feel like this movie was misrepresented to me. I feel like this oh. movie was all supposed to be entirely about this pedophile trying to like remake his life <laughs> which it's sort of like the book ending it's like the book end storyline for a movie about two people that are unhappy in their marriages and have an affair with each other and then surrounded by this pedophile story <laughs> uh that said that said little children is a good movie i actually like i was in a weird position because i have like a celebrity crush on jennifer connelly mm-hmm and I kind of have one on Kate Winslet as well. Yeah, because she's like thick and like regular. Yeah, so like they're like my two sort of variations. There's like the thick, regular, like messy haired chick. 
And then even though Jennifer Connelly sometimes plays that character in other movies. She's never thick. She's never thick. She then here she's sort of like the thinner, like gaunt, attractive, older, middle-aged wife sort of woman. Yeah, I know what you like. You like <clears throat> ass. <laughs> plus, plus, plus he has a man crush on Patrick Wilson. Plus, exactly. plus Jackie Earl Haley is an amazing pedophile. Yes, Jackie O'Haley plays an amazing pedophile, and I like all the rest of the actors that are in this, and I like those two actresses specifically because I find them very charming. They're very good at, like, natural banter, which to me makes them, like... I've never seen... Uh, my I am, like, perplexed by your love of Jennifer because I've never seen her be anything but a drug addict or, like, a pathetic person or a super emasculating bitch. Yeah. So, like, what persona do you like other than ass to ass well it's besides the ass to ass <laughs> scene in requiem for a dream when it's her and jared leto like hanging out you get a lot of that she's cool s- sort of like charming cool chick yeah and then she's like a really amazing wife in a, in a beautiful mind oh so you haven't seen that yeah. i've only seen i've seen he's just not that into you and she's like like a like a delusional mean yeah woman and i actually kind of got a crush on that other kate winslet movie that nathan made me watch the reader yeah so like it was very strange yeah and then absolutely i'm a i'm totally in love with uh what's his name patrick wilson oh okay yes well space station whatever it is 76 oh it's awesome and bone tomahawk oh yeah he's in he's in so many movies he's so awesome i love patrick wilson yeah, so I, so I was like, I was definitely following along with this movie. I could have been half hour shorter, I'll say that as well. But what really got me was that this movie is like super tragic and that all of it goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm just going to like spoil the shit out of this for people. So if you, want, if you know, if you know, if you want to come back to this and watch it on your own, like after all of that, everything like watching them fall in love with each other and it's like so painful how they have to sit next to each other on beach towels at the park and play with their kids and pretend like they're just park friends but it's like very sweet and then when they finally have an affair and then his wife is kind of on to him and he's like fuck it let's just run away and then all of that shit nothing happens they don't run away with each other they just like decide that the miserable aspects of their own shitty lives is better than making a new one and then and then I do know the scene that I think that you thought of me when you recommended this movie. Because <laughs> when the scene came up in the movie, I was like, this is why Nathan wanted me to watch this. <laughs> Which is when appearing to reprise her role as the most pathetic woman in Hollywood, which is the youngest sister from Happiness. She plays the woman who's acceptable to go on a date with Jackie Earl Haley. And they're having like a relatively sweet, nice time. And then he, she offers to drive him home. And he's like, oh, Carmen, I want to show you this like little, this little stopping place. And she thinks that she's taking her somewhere to be romantic. And she goes on this soliloquy for like five minutes about how she's so glad that he's not like the other men that she's dated recently because she just can't handle it anymore. Life is horrible. She's just happy to meet someone that's not a complete freako. And then she just turns to him and he's just fucking masturbating and staring at the house across the street where some child lives that I'm sure he's obsessed with and he's just saying the most like vile vulgar pedophile shit and she just starts slowly crying and you're like oh my god this scene is brutal that that scene and the one where he goes into the pool oh yeah the pool and scene all is- of the families pull their children out of the pool when he goes to the pool 
Yeah, because he's being a creepo when he's swimming around at the neighborhood pool with oh. like like goggles and He was fucking nominated for an Oscar for being a pedophile. Yeah, he's just like swimming around between kids, like looking at their their genitals yes. underwater. Yes. And while he's underwater, he can't hear everyone freaking out above the water. All the parents pull their kids out of the pool, so everyone's just standing around the pool looking at him swimming around by himself, and then he like pops up like oh no also i love movies that have like that hypnotic feeling to them where even if you're not a huge fan of drama you do get i I would imagine like a movie like this kind of hypnotizes you with its style and its presentation and it just kind of like at least for certain parts of it anyway you'll you'll kind of forget that you're watching the clock even if you hate drama movies well it does have this weird aspect like because i even though like i'm the 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 movie the movie is 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 uh is fine i kind of like feel like i should read the book because the movie's done in a way where there's like a narrator over it but it's like a kind of a dark movie but the narrator aspect seems so lighthearted yeah the narrator susan she hates her husband and he's bought underwear online to sniff and jerk off to while she takes the kids out to the park let's see how her day goes the narration is what makes this movie hypnotic and weird i don't know i yeah i just remember watching it and being in entranced by it to a certain degree and there's a lot of scenes even when they're on the beach towels and they're flirting with each other and they're not really saying anything to each other the 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 narration comes over top and it just has this this feel to it that just kind of like sucked me in and made me just kind of forget that i was watching a movie i hate this movie and haven't seen it you hate it and you haven't seen it yeah obviously but you but you have to get to the part where Jim Carrey's best friend or fake best friend in the Truman Show uh, fucking loses it and yells at Jackie Earl Haley's mom who dies of a heart attack. And then he goes to apologize to Jackie Earl Haley in the park and realizes that there's blood dripping off of the swing that he's sitting on. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> and yeah, then I just the I don't like movies that are about characters that are unredeemable. So like from based on what I've been told about this movie... Who are the so Kate Winslet and Patrick Wilson fall in love with each other, mm-hmm. but then choose to stay in their marriages at the end? Right. So Patrick Wilson turns out to be a big pussy, and he so, stays with his wife Jennifer Connelly. Right. So basically, these two people have probably fabricated how bad their marriages actually are, have stepped out and had an affair, and then gone back. I'm sorry, you're a piece. You're a piece of garbage. Well, see, Patrick you Wilson, don't get to have it both ways. Patrick Wilson's kind of a piece of garbage because his marriage is like fine. Like he oh. feels like emasculated by his marriage, but Jennifer Connelly treats him just fine. And, and she's you love her. And she's hot and she's nice to him and doesn't really do anything that abusive. Kate Winslet, her husband's kind of like a perv. He's obviously not into the but marriage anymore. But she still anymore. chooses him. So she is at, at a minimum weak does, person. Doesn't she catch him jerking off? Oh, yeah. He like that's like the best narrator montage of the whole movie because the narrator's like, oh, Steve, you know, he started looking at this woman online, some like white trash woman, you know, like with naked photos and shit. And he's like, but soon just the photos weren't enough. He needed something real. And then it just cuts to him with like underwear that he's ordered from her. And he has it over his face and he's just like pulling the crotch part right into his mouth and he's jerking off and taking deep breaths. And Kate Winslet's just standing in the doorway looking at him like, what the fuck? So all of these people are also just like kind of pathetic. Yeah, everyone in this movie is pathetic and nobody comes out like happier in the end. In fact, everything is either worse or the same or 
but yes, but worse than worse because they chose to go back to the same. And after watching Nukem High, you're going to criticize <laughs> the outcome of things? Well, yeah, I was just sort of like... Look. I'm the I'm the critic, look, not Daniel. A drama not having an outcome for the characters is actually somewhat more realistic in terms of how normal people function. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, sometimes I don't get the, the drama criticism because it's about the moment. It's about the tension. It's about the anxiety. It's about creating an, an experience where, um, you know, where, where, where a scene is happening and people are trying to figure out their lives and they're communicating and having, having no success, having no yeah. success. I just don't get the, the contrast because then it because, because they relatively have like, they have no consequence for their actions. Like, Patrick Wilson's wife kind of suspects him, but he just like comes home after their whole ordeal and is like, okay, I'm just going to go back into my life. And apparently so does Kate Winslet. But yet Jack Earl Haley cuts his dick off. (laughs) So like... If, Truly the worst consequence. If the buddy that got his mom killed came back and like they sort of formed an, like a friendly relationship because they were such at odds the whole time and like they walk off into the sunset and credits, then it's like, okay, so like everything just went back to the path of least resistance and there's a little bit of revelation in there for everyone and we can all be go along our way. But it was like one person had this extremely dark, fucked up ending and the other two just like eh, unresolved. I guess I'm just okay with movies not necessarily like starting somewhere and finishing somewhere significant to make all of the details relevant. I'm okay with all of it just being executed unto itself, scene by scene. I am too, but I need one of those characters to be someone that you like. I don't. I can't watch I, a, an honestly, entire film of people that are unlikable. I think you should watch Little Children, though. Just, I'm not going to watch it because I hate it already. It's unique. It's really interesting. And it stuck with me for years. Like, I can vividly recall scenes from that movie. And I haven't seen it that many times. Like, I've seen it maybe once or twice. And I can vividly recall the feeling that I had while watching it. It kind of creates a, a weird feeling for, for me, particularly. And I'm looking up the director, and he also did In the Bedroom. Have you seen that? Uh, with Nick Stahl. Yeah, Nick Stahl and uh, um, Tom Wilkinson and Sissy Spacek and Marissa Tomei. It's another, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of it. You haven't seen it? It's it's another really really good movie, and it has it has more of a uh, a conclusion for the characters in that one. He also directed an episode of Carnival as well, which kind of makes sense to me. In that the, makes sense in yeah. the context. Yeah, yeah. For sure. totes in the bedroom. Andrew, are you still alive? Oh yeah, I'm still here. Have you seen Little Children, Andrew? Yep. And and what are your thoughts on it? Um, I enjoyed the nudity. Yeah, Kate Winslet shows her breasts. And she, uh, she's a couple good. That whole movie's awkward. It, I, I, uh, I enjoy when things try to make me feel awkward and I'm just comfortable. <laughs> Did you connect with it on any level? Not really. Um, I think the connection is just uh, I try to make people feel uncomfortable all the time, and there's a, a few a few pointers in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. sexually yeah. assaulting action. children. Yeah. He faces the same reaction when he goes into neighborhood pools. <laughs> yeah, I don't bring goggles though. Oh man! He just pretends to be blind and just gropes people underwater. Like, oh, excuse me, sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, I just, I just open my eyes underwater. I, f- I find that like I, I get it. Someone who's like kind of you know not into drama, it'd be very easy to dismiss a lot of scenes in drama movies. 
But I would think that Little Children would be an example of a movie where it would be difficult to dismiss a lot of the scenes that happen. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like I said, as soon as that sad, the saddest young sister from Happiness showed up, I was like, oh, I know this is about to get dark. And it totally fucking did. Yeah. And She's so good at playing oh, that part. Amanda, I so want you to watch it. Because you're saying that you won't like it, but I bet you if you watched it, you'd be like, there's something about it that just kind of sticks with you. And you can't really say you hate it, but I don't, I mean, you may not say you like it, but. I'm I sure know. I don't hate it. Yeah. I'm just, I also, I don't know. And Daniel, did you notice that the two ladies there, Jennifer Connelly and Kate Winslet, they've both won Oscars? Mm-hmm. Of course they have. I'm just pointing it out. Jennifer has won an Oscar? Yes, she has. She's a great uh, actress. For A Beautiful Mind. She's a fine actress. She's a great actress. Connelly is very talented. Both those ladies actually are really good at that, like, glossy-eyed, about-to-cry-but-holding-it-back because... The emotion no, is Jennifer more complicated. Is constantly about to cry. Exactly. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly attracted to that. Jennifer Connelly is no Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> <laughs> she was in He's Just Not That Into You, which is a great movie. Should have been on Nathan's list. <laughs> uh, I I selected Chasing Amy, and I offered to uh, select all three of them, but I was declined. <laughs> He would have taken in six hours as opposed to Poultrygeist. <clears throat> it's because Poultrygeist feels like six hours. Yeah. 90 minutes. It has 11 music version. numbers in it. There's a lot of singing and dancing in Poultrygeist. Oh, that should make the time go by fast. It doesn't. <laughs> what number is, is this now? Uh, archive? Intern, do the thing where you tell us the word. The word? Oh, uh, I don't or think you, you guys are talk about how everything's a zero and like you're right about all the movies and blah, blah, blah. Nobody's going to like this episode. I came from far away <laughs> to give something to you today. <laughs> Goes back into the past, into the archives where the other lineups are. Watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, so we're on episode 45. To you today. <laughs> Sorry, it was too loud. Forty-five on episode forty-five. Was uh, I on it, intern? No. Ah, oh, fuck it. No. I reviewed episode seven. Oh my god. There's some like. Oh my god, it's like two mirrors facing each other. Oh my god. Yeah, here's some meta shit for you. Anyway, um, Nathan really got into uh, Ron Howard, and we've been talking about Ron Howard some more. In the Today. Heart of the Sea was the headliner. Uh, followed by The Big Short. And then we got a little Christmas Krampus. Krampus. Are you sure it wasn't on this episode? Yep. Damn it. And uh, then we got Religious with Don Verdine. And then uh, we got to hear the mispronunciation of Chirac over and over again, even after the trailer said Chirac like 40 Chirac. times. What's that? Did they, did they say Chirac? Yeah, like Chicago. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All right, so in the heart of the sea, uh, what happened? Uh, I remember we watched. The, we tried to watch this together, and it didn't really well, go there well. There was audio problems. Yeah. Um, I did watch it without the audio problems, and the best parts were the parts that I said was going to happen when they're talking about writing the book with the <laughs> author and the guy that lived the experience. And the whole experience was not very good. Uh, Nathan, you were excited for Ron Howard. 
Um, I was worried. Daniel was worried, which means that Daniel and I both get a point. Hmm. I gave this a zero because I don't, I don't care. Deserves it. Ever watch this again? Um, <sighs> next up, we had the Big Short, and uh, we all got worried. Damn it! And uh, huh. Nathan, yeah, you burdened this to Daniel, didn't you? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, we were all wrong. And you know what happened? You convinced me to be worried. <laughs> Classic Nathan. Uh, manipulation. manipulation. Yeah. Wait, manipulation. I manipulate people? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You gonna watch? You gonna watch little children? <laughs> Overtly. Oh, anyhow, uh, so that leaves uh, Nathan still at zero, and Daniel and I stayed at uh, one point. Zero? That's kind of mean. Zero. Yeah. You're only two movies in. Christ. Next. Well, next up is the Fulcrum. Krampus. Uh, ho ho hooves. Excited, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> ho ho hooves. I think I was just having fun. Uh, Daniel, you got excited uh, for an attempt at a good Christmas horror movie because it had been 30 years since the last good one. We were we were talking possible franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, there were moments where this uh, movie could have been could have been great, and then it just turned into a complete failure. That's <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> we talked about also before, Daniel. I gave it a minus one and a low low minus one, which means that uh, you guys are sticking at your zero and one, and I get a two. <laughs> Typical for uh, Krampus. Shocker! Oh, you're just gonna love what happens next. Mm. Don Verdine, which is like a mockumentary. Nathan was blinded by Rockwell excited, and Daniel joined in for some reason. Rockwell? Uh, Sam. Have you guys seen this? No. no. I, forgot I don't even it know what that fucking is. It's I the same director as Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. I appreciate what they tried to do, and there was like two parts that were really funny with Jermaine oh. um, hmm. playing an Arab guy. Jermaine <laughs> uh, Clement. Everyone was pretty racist on this episode, so... If you're still listening, I suggest listening to episode 45. <laughs> Get a nice full dose. Because even when the three of us weren't being racist, we were watching a trailer where they were being racist. So, <laughs> Jam-packed full of racism. Anyhow, I gave it a, a low, low minus one just because I appreciate what they try to do, but it's not really worth watching um, for the two laughs that it got. And... Uh, yeah, so I got another point, and you guys are still at zero and one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> at fucking zero? I gave myself another point. I gave myself another point. Yeah, and the last thing we got is Chirac. And uh, Daniel, tell us what you really thought. <laughs> Did you watch that? No, God, no. <laughs> uh, that that brought some bile up. There was some bile. This uh, This movie won the episode. It's the best movie of this episode. And I just watched it. I'm sure it was hailed as the best lineup of all time for TPP at the time. I should burden this. Yeah. I would suggest that. Daniel, I would suggest that you burden Sallow to Nathan. Nathan, I suggest you burden this to Daniel. It's all done in rhyme. (laughs) Oh, my. The whole movie. (laughs) Which one? Which one? Salad. Chirac. Oh, Chirac. Of course, yeah, because it's, it's done in rhyme. Oh, it's, it's just like a big a play, rap movie. Right? Yeah. No, it's a play. Even, like, yeah. but they're using like the original Greek names. It's a, it's a modernized Lysistrata. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 
was your mom a bastard? Even the white guy, whose name is Pretty racist, They're missing from my vocabulary right it's, now. It's a lesbian angst movie. Yeah, they withhold sex from the men. Yeah, John Cusack. John Cusack. Even he rhymes. Oh, sallow. Um, what? What is sallow? Sallow uh, made me throw up in my mouth. Why? I mean, I know that you just said. Daniel, you should burden Sallow, and Nathan, you should burden Chirac, but I've never heard of yeah. Sallow. I don't know where that's coming from. Oh, it's a Criterion movie that... Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's like the worst I, movie I've ever seen. It's like I never it. have it heard by... I rarely hear it called by its actual name. It's usually referred to as 120 Days of Sodom. Yeah. Is, is, that, I, a, is that a Serbian film? It's a, no, it's Italian. It's a, was it Italian? That was Brazilian. It's Italian. Is it in the same arena as a Serbian film? Uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you should check it out. <laughs> um, I'm not going to, but uh, I will end up seeing Antichrists at some point. You've not seen it? No. The uh, scissors. The scissors. So good. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, no, it's good. It's good in its own way. Bleeding, yeah. ejaculating penis. It should be familiar. Yeah, it gets bludgeoned with like a piece of wood. Yeah. Like yeah. a like a dumbbell. Like, like a two a by weight, four. A oh no, it's a weight. Okay. Oh. I thought it was just like a penis jamming into another. He's already passed out and it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he was passed out. Yeah, from the pain. He's from passed the out pain from the pain. And it comes. <laughs> how does that work out? Beautifully. The okay. way that I want it to work Some out. Some women always. just know how to tug it. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that was one of those movies where when it when it got to that point, I think I was probably like questioning Daniel's taste in movies. <laughs> That's one of his better movies. I understand. <laughs> I'm making a comment because, yeah, it goes pretty far. And then he's, when I bring that shit up to him, he's like, oh, that? That's nothing. You should watch a Serbian film. What? <laughs> What's a Serbian film? Oh, well, it has like a full-on skull-fucking blowjob. Oh, what? <laughs> Sorry? No, no, but it's like actual skull-fucking, not in the mouth, in the eye hole. What? What are you talking about? And why would anyone film that? I know, it's right? It's banned all over the place. That's not the like the bad part that that movie's known for either. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna watch that. We've been to Frightmare. Yeah, he he prefaced it by saying, "Yeah, I'll tell you one part of it, but it's like the digestible part, and that's the digestible <laughs> part." Is that awful fucking description? And he left the rest a mystery. That's fantastic. <laughs> so enticing. So Sallow and Daniel, you don't need to watch it because of the new rules. And uh, Nathan, neither do you. That's true, but I don't. I, I don't want him to appreciate Chirac. I think it would just be a, a punch in the face. <laughs> that would be <laughs> a total, that would be a burden back where you've already seen it. So, yeah, I've already seen them. It works right. out well. For me. So you win it's the episode four to one to one. Yep. Wow. And now you're at seventy one percent, and the closest yeah. person to you is Chelsea and Amanda at sixty three percent. What the fuck? Well, it just speaks to the fact that the intern is a terrible reviewer and he's biased and Of course I'm biased. It's and, rigged. And it's rigged and this game is dumb. And what does it right? mean? What well, what does this mean? The one who wins gets to wear pins? What does that mean? Oh, I was uh he's I'm gonna like, do my review for Chirac and all in rhymes. <laughs> oh so, uh, Okay, carry on. If you I have, haven't if, done it yet. If you have a prepared Oh no, no. you mean for letterbox. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to do your review all in rhyme. Well, it'll show up on here there oh. as well. Hey, guys, isn't that clever? He's going to do his review all in rhymes. Yeah. It'll be a nice uh, memento to... An iambic pentameter. Oh, my fucking God. 
Oh my fucking god! Does anybody want to talk about any movies they've watched, or are we out? We are out. Um, oh. I would rate Wonder Woman a thirty-two uh, C. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's talking about boobs. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Uh, Our boobies. Um, they were bigger in this than in the Batman versus Superman. I think they might have done some digital enhancement. I'm sure, they did. Hmm. Don't uh, I don't want to know. When, when you when you got home, did you? Did you jerk off? No. No? Okay. I watched a hockey game. Oh, you he watched... jerked off while he was in the theater, obviously. He Christ. watched... Gal Gadot. He watched... It was a theater been... full of women. Oh, really? And girls. So you watched the Nashville Predators destroy the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, yeah, I did. Excellent. Wait, Nathan, are yeah. you telling me that they're changing my jerseys? Oh, I, that's the first I've heard of it. Apparently, Adidas is taking over the jerseys this summer and potentially not just the Dallas Stars but also the Calgary Flames might be getting a jersey adjustment. Well, I'm not oh, happy about it. Yeah, I'm not uh, I don't know what to expect. It may just be like I a really small... Like I it, like them a lot. It, it may remain the same and just be a small stylistic adjustment. It'll be enough to irritate me. Possibly. It may be a reason to buy another jersey. So that's Which okay. Which is all they want. I yeah, guess. that is all they want. Well, you were going to buy that's... another one anyway, so... You were talking about buying a Jamie Benn jersey and that he was, like, wholesome sexual. He was. He is. <laughs> he's such a, like, he's such a good boy. Goody two-shoes sexual. <laughs> that being said, uh, Daniel is not goody two-shoes sexual. He is more along the lines of 100 Days of Sodom. Uh, SadSackStudios.com, <laughs> TrailerPrepPodcast.com, me, at T-Park Podcast, Daniel, at 100 Lunatics. Uh, intern at the intern tpp thank you for joining us thank you for listening to us please check out all that we do and we'll see you next time for trailer park podcast episode 81 that episode will never be made please Uh, just be a good boy (laughs) wait have we watched anything else i feel like i watched another movie can we go see something yeah i think we did what did we see we went to the movies and we ate a pizza we watched a movie. Oh, yeah, we didn't like it. We watched Covenant. Oh, yeah, we watched Alien Covenant. Hmm. Intern watched Alien Covenant, too. He said it was good. It was okay. It just wasn't... It wasn't... I don't know. It was fine. It was the fourth best Alien movie. I'll use this as an opportunity to remind you that I have not seen Alien Resurrection. What movie does it beat, Intern? Uh, I think the sequence would be Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, Covenant, and then... Uh, Resurrection and then three. Mm. Mm. Put Resurrection ahead of Covenant. He did too. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No. Oh no, Resurrection's better than Covenant for sure. I just watched them all. Then, yeah, but you're still wrong. That doesn't mean that you're right about three's it. Three's definitely last. Three's definitely last, and then I think Covenant is the next to last, and then oh, fuck. I don't know. It's just enjoyable. I just enjoy the content. I do too. It's fine. I, I didn't enjoy the content for Covenant, though. It's fo- you guys focused, you guys focused <laughs> on all the wrong things, and you go complicated shit that was so nice and simple. It doesn't matter. They'll make another one. Mm. <laughs>